Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hop Show. Brought to you by Hopped LA. My name is Javi. You can find me online at Javi Brews on Instagram and at that Beaner on Twitter. We have an exciting show for you guys today, but before we get into that, make sure to hit up Hopped LA for all the latest in news. Uh, we have some cool hot boxes that are being released, one of which was our uh, collaboration with the Glendale Tap. Um, man, there's so much good beer out there. Make sure to support your local breweries uh, as we kind of relax the restrictions uh, from the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, whatever the fuck it's supposed to be. I don't even know anymore. It's all the same, right? Uh, make sure to hit up all your local breweries. Uh, if you can, people are, we're still fighting out there. And there is a lot of great beer to be had. A lot of anniversaries are being uh, celebrated, you know, virtually, be able to buy beers. There's so many different ways to support your breweries. Uh, make sure to check up on all their local uh, Instagram feeds, Twitter feeds. A lot of breweries have those. Check them out. Um, and uh, you know what? That's it. So uh, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Afro Beer Chick. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Woo! What an exciting show we have for you today, hanging out with me, coming to us from a beautiful winter wonderland in Chicago. It's Afro Beer Chick. She has a great show uh, called This Chick Talks Beer, and she's sitting with me today to talk on this show. Hi, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Living the dream. Living the dream one Modelo at a time. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> now what? What now? You, you uh, off air you showed me a little, a little bit of what you're drinking. What? What are you sipping on over there? I'm sipping on a local brewery here called uh, Foreign Exchange. It's called Common Sensory. It's a double IPA. Yes, double yes. IPA all yes. day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My friends love to give me shit because I'm always like, yes, queen. All the time, <laughs> and I refuse to apologize for it. I think it's like it's one of the best uh, uh, expressions you can use to like be excited. Like, hey, uh, we just put a lager, a crispy boy lager, on tap. I'd be like, yes, Colleen. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, friends, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but hey, it's worth it. Uh, okay, so you know, I've listened to your show a few times and it's a lot of fun because sometimes you get kind of stuck in the weeds with some of these beer podcasts. You're always like, well, we have this, uh, you know, barley wine today. Let's take a look. Oh, blah, 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 right. And you're just talking shit and you're very free about it. What made you like start the podcast? Because I like talking shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I drink beer and I talk shit. So yeah. I have a big ass mouth. So it was, like, it was like the perfect platform. I mean, I don't know how much you follow me on Twitter, but you know, I talk shit on day. Oh, yes. You're one of my favorite followers on Twitter. So it's like, man, why not? I have more shit to talk, so I might as well just go ahead and do it on the podcast. And then it's like, I felt bad because um, I fell off on the podcast a little bit because it got to the point like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? It is sitting in my living room floor during the pandemic. I mean, it's only so much I can say, but I started to revamp it. And like, I'm not just going to sit here and talk about beer because there's so much going on around us. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually considering changing the name of the podcast from This Chick Talks Beer to With the Chicks. Because we all know I'm with the chicks. When you you started your initial run, like, was it just strictly were you talking to brewers? Was it just you kind of hanging out 
talking, drinking, or what? What was the original uh, premise of it? Well, originally it was basically to start off with me just reviewing reviewing beers and just talking beer. But you know, we have a lot of those already. Yeah, we have a lot. You know, you can don't get me wrong. I do like my husband. He has a podcast, and he, he and his buddy they get together every week and they talk solely beer. So yeah. it's like, hey, I need to be different from that. You know, I need to. To, to set the norm. I need to, to have conversations not only about beer, but also shit that makes people uncomfortable. Not in a shock, jockish type of way, yeah. but basically focus on conversations that need to be had. Not to expose anybody, but to right. actually have conversations that need to be put in the forefront. Because there's so... I feel like, I feel like with not only just the, the pandemic and everything, but also with like just the political climate we're at it's it would be foolhardy to like ignore these conversations exactly exactly because there's so much like i mean especially if you think about the niche bubble that is craft beer craft beer has its own issues too and it's some things that i mean somebody brought up with whole the whole boulevard situation that's going on there's all these issues that are happening in beer and it's like slowly being put to the forefront yeah you know it is a thing when you come to situations like that, they've been going on for the longest. Right. And it's just, they're only sorry about it once they're exposed. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I have a problem at. You know, they do the shit and then all of a sudden it gets exposed. And then, I'll, oh my God, this is not us. This is not who, yes it is. <laughs> because you knew it was going on and you're only sorry because you got caught. Right. So, and then they'll, they'll say, oh, but anyone that drinks our beer knows we're all about community and inclusion. It's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Go yeah, fuck pretty much. all of yourself. <laughs> go fuck all yourself. Don't make me shit. <laughs> um, but let, let's circle back a little bit about you. Like, what, what got you involved? What made you start drinking craft beer? What was your aha moment for you? Okay, so... It was a man involved. <laughs> okay, so no, my husband and I, we were dating at the time. And uh, so picture it, Chicago, 2009. <laughs> my husband, we, wasn't, we weren't married at the time, but we were dating. And he had just started getting to like the cold craft beer scene himself. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, hey, I want you to try something. And he gave me Sophie from Goose Island. This is before they, you know, before they sold. Yeah. And... I was like, man, this is not beer. This is actually good. It didn't taste like the Heineken and, you know, right. the Corona that I was used to. So ever since then, I just kind of been tasting, you know, trying it. He would say, hey, try this and try this until my palate started to form. Because I remember when he first gave me that beer, I really liked it. Yeah. Then after that, he gave me Hot Slam. And I was like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> but now <laughs> I like Hot Slam. It's funny how my palate has changed. And then he gave me a stout. My first stout was creme brulee from Southern Tier, which I loved. That sounds so good. Yes. And it's so funny because it was like that pastry stout. Yep. Now that I'm old as hell, like, I don't want nothing that I feel like I'm drinking my cavities. I want something <laughs> that's more mellowed out. Right, right. Um, so it's, it's, he started it. And then, you know, from there, he started, he started forming Chicago Beer Geeks. Mm-hmm. And I was always hanging out with him and his friends. You know, I'm like, Okay, where are the women at? I know. Oh my god! (laughs) So I was like, okay, I say, is this cool? But I want to hang out with some women that drink beer. And 
I was on my hunt and I came across Girls Play Now and they didn't have a chapter in Chicago. So um, they was like, hey, you can start a chapter in Chicago. I did that for a couple of years. And at the time, my kids were, you know, they were still fairly young and it was kind of hard to go party and drink and still be a responsible mom. (laughs) Within reason, you know? Right. I was like, damn, these kids blowing me up from drinking. (laughs) 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 But... You know, um, step back. I was still hanging out with him at events and all that. And so 2017 came around. I was like, man, look, here, I'm going to send my empty nester. My oldest, she's 20 years old, and she's in the Air Force living her life. And I have wow. one part love in the house. Because he and I, we don't have children together. But, you know, and the last one is, uh, she's about to be 16 in, like, what, 19 more days? She just told yeah, because she, she keeps telling me, like, every five minutes, mom must be 16. Just so you know, 16. Right. So I was like, I'm free. I can go and drink again. And yeah. 2017 is when ABC started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's got to be a weird moment. Like, you, you you raise your kids. You finally have that little more freedom. You kind of open the door. And you're like, what is this world now? What, what is I, all this? What? I know. And it's so funny. It's so funny because, like, I'm still, I'm still fairly young. I'm only 41. I'm about to be 42 next uh, month. So it was like... Man, and I, I always tease my older sister because she's still, her and her husband, they are up there in age and they, kids are way younger than mine. I'm like, hey, y'all trapped for life. It's over with. <laughs> <laughs> Even never know freedom. <laughs> so y'all took your time. I fucking got that out of there. <laughs> yeah, when I only got it on out the way. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you were starting the chapter and you're, and you're getting more involved, you noticed that there was a disparity of like women. When you, uh, you know, started the club and you start talking to more of these women, what do you think, like, was or maybe still is the issue of why there aren't more women in this? Um, because, let's just face it, bearded white dudes always want to keep shit to themselves. They don't like to share. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Like, you know, when it, for, for for us, they always tend to not take us seriously, you know, when it comes to beer and brewing. And there are a lot of kick-ass women in this industry, you know, that can rock any man when it comes to to the whole brewing industry. Hell so yeah. it's like, and that's what it is. They don't take us seriously. It's the lack of respect, you know. It's not, and I, part of me feels like some of them are kind of jealous maybe of the capabilities. Like, man, Right. She threw her ass off. He's like, it's, I, I'm starting to think of some jealousy there, you know, because other than that, there is no reason to have as much disrespect in this industry when it comes to women as it is. Oh, I can't tell you how many times. Well, so I, uh, at the brewery I work out here in Monrovia, uh, Pacific Plate Brewery, um, one of my coworkers name is Megan. She's been, uh, she was like raised in the hospitality industry, got into beer, and she knows more about marketing and beer than I'll ever know. She's so fucking smart. And I always love being at the brewery and some guy will come up and go like, look at her and go, look at her and then go, um, no, I should ask you. I'm asking him. Hey, well, what, can you talk about this beer thing? And I'm just like, you should ask her. She fucking knows more than me. What are you doing? <laughs> and I look at him like, bro, you ask, like, she, like, she's a wealth of knowledge and you're fucking asking my dumb ass. No, ask her. Oh, oh, well, what do you think? And then by then, man, it's like, all right, fuck you. I'm not talking you shit. Right. And that's how it is, though. I can't tell you how many times there's there's some like really talented brewers I know that still deal with that every time. One of my friends uh, was telling me that you know she uh, there was something about they were moving spent grain or something, and the guy was you know they brought say they sent her to help this guy, and he's like, oh no, can, 
someone send a guy over here. I, I, I need a guy over here. And she was like, bitch. Wow. <laughs> she got fucking pissed and was like, no, now I'm staying. And fucking helped him. And she, he was like, oh, wow, you're strong for a girl. Oh, that disrespect. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, yourself like that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, well, to me, it's ridiculous. Like, do you not want girls to hang out with us? You want to hang out with dudes all the time? <laughs> no. Come on, guys, we're we're fucking this up for us. Like, you... look, it's pretty sexy to have a chick who drinks beer and knows what she's doing and, and can break it down. And now, you know, I always remind my husband, you know, you are pretty damn lucky to have a wife that drinks beer. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. Sometimes my beer buying gets out of hand. It's out of way more out of hand than his is. I was like, you know, it's, I mean, I could be the one bitching and complaining that you know you're buying beer, but I'm right. not. As long as you're sharing with me, we're fine. Mm-hmm. It's very much. Yeah. <laughs> I I just started dating this girl, and uh, I got her into craft beer now. So now she is like, well, honey, I went, I stopped at the store, I bought a few six packs for us to try. I'm like. We have to buy food. Where are we going to put the food? No, she's, right? she's beating. She's beating me now. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm down for this. This is yeah. a new thing. I love it. Um, but uh, so when when the when when COVID hit, oof, when COVID hit, oh, where man. where where were you when it happened? Man, COVID hit on my birthday. Oh, I was so fucking mad. I okay, so my birthday's March 12th, right? Mm-hmm. And. We were supposed to go out to dinner for my birthday. And we got an email saying that they were going to close down the restaurant because, and I was like, okay, I, I bet you they're going to start. The next day I got an email for work. Oh, don't come into work. I'm like, man. So March 12th, it'll be a year. <laughs> the world closed down. Oh, man. I remember like being home and seeing the footage of Mark Cuban losing his mind when they were announcing that the basketball season was going to stop, yeah. everything closing. And I remember thinking, oh, of course, the industry I joined is going to be completely destroyed. Should have went to college. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's been like, I mean, in terms of beer, like how, from your perspective in Chicago, how has the breweries around you shifted since COVID started? You know what? I think they're doing an amazing job. Um, it's been hard for businesses in general. And I, especially those breweries that are so, also so used to having like brew pubs, you know, I, they've had to make that shift. I know like curbside has been popping really hard. <laughs> we've had some breweries to close permanently. Um, we've had a couple of breweries to say, hey, like, look, we're just going to focus on curbside from now on. We're going to shut down a brew pub, which is disheartening because it has such amazing food. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're just trying to do the, the best that they can. And then this whole can shortage situation. Is oh, like, my God. Like, what I know. Can you throw at us right now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Once I heard about the can shortage, I'm like, oh, God. And then, uh, and then I started hearing about how CO2 was starting to get short or something, that whole thing. I was like, fuck, like, what's next? You're going to tell us there's a fucking malt shortage, too. Man, fuck. like Jumanji times. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that come the end of 2020, we were going to see a little bit of, you know, you know, change. Now it's like 2021, 2020 all over again. I know. It's basically 2020, like, B. Yeah. Like, it's just rather than the B part. It's like the weirdest thing. 
I went to uh, Chicago for the first time uh, a few months ago, right? And um, I saw that a few places were, were open, even though, you know, it was a shutdown, which is a little odd. How, how do you feel about that? Do you find yourself having to, like, does it annoy you when you see these businesses kind of disregarding the guidelines, stuff like that, or...? Yeah, I, I, you know what, I, I, I think it's very disrespectful for businesses when you know the ordinance is in place yeah. to continue on. Now they slowly open it back up where there is limited capacity. For right. me, I'm just not there yet. I'm not comfortable with sitting in a restaurant um, or even at a bar right now, you know, with all this going on. I mean, yes, the people are like, oh, get the vaccine. And it's, yeah, but guess what? It just came out that even even if you get the vaccine, you can still transmit it. So it's like I'm I'm not there yet. It's gonna be a long time before we have some type of normalcy. And and even then, like I was talking to a buddy of mine, and it's a very good, interesting point. Like, do you think the how beer festivals used to be? You remember because I'm sure you've been to a few beer festivals mm -hmm. in your day, right? I, I know for me, I'm like at some beer fest. Like, hello, stranger, I just met. You want to try this beer I had real quick? Yeah, dude, don't worry. The herpes, it's fine. Here, try it. They know you <laughs> like, that whole aspect of the beer fest are going to change, right? I don't, honestly, I don't really see any, I, don't, I can't speak for any other state, but Illinois, I don't see us going to have any, them being allowed to do any beer fest or any large fest, none this year. Oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a while before we even get back to that point. Mm -hmm. Um... And I'm and I missed that. You know, I'm I went to my first Dark Lord day in 2019. Oh my god, that was like a beautiful shit show. I was, I was not ready. I was so I was for I was told, but no words can prepare you for that fest. And then I went to uh what was that? I went to Fresh Fest, which is was an, a beautiful experience. So now I'm, it's like I'm I'm hurt because we can't get back to that. It's like being on punishment for some shit you didn't even do. You can't go out <laughs> it's like you're grounded. It wasn't even me. It, it wasn't was even me. Like, oh, <laughs> right. Now see how my kids feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, it's one of those things. I mean, it's, I remember all the beer festivals, you know, the, the guild, the, you know, the beer week festival or, or uh, the Firestone Walker that we have here in California. Like I, being at beer festivals is one of my favorite things, and it's really kind of hit me hard. Like, man, like the the face of beer festivals might change after all this, because, like you said, it might be another year before we have any kind of gathering like that. And when we do, like, what's it gonna look like? Because now we know all we know about germs and everything else, like all the spread and stuff, and and understanding that COVID's not really gonna go away. It's kind of gonna be part of our lives now. So, like, I'm curious about how that's gonna change. Like the festivals thing. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't think it's I have part of me like, okay, even if COVID is here, do you really want the liability of being a, a possible epicenter of spreading it? Yeah. Uh, it's I wouldn't want that to weigh on my conscience. I mm -hmm. I, I, I I couldn't do it for the life of me. The only thing I'm I'm I I, I do the only pro for far as this pandemic situation. It forced my place of appointment to, to realize, hey, you guys really can work from home. I don't never want to go back into home. <laughs> I love working from home. <laughs> I can't. How I many people have told me that? Like, the companies realize, oh, yeah, we don't need these motherfuckers to come in. 
They just do it from home. There's there going to be some very happy people, hopefully, after all this. If if those companies really keep it, like, if you if you don't need you here, don't fucking come here. Just do your shit from home. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's like, mom, do I really need to be in the office? No, I don't. Now, have you had trouble at all, like, uh, kind of not putting beer in your coffee cup and just be like, yeah, good morning, everybody? No, I just do it anyway. <laughs> okay, well, look, in my defense, okay, so technically, if I'm having a breakfast beer, it's usually a coffee. Yup. So technically, if it has coffee in it, I mean, come on now. Yeah, that's what I told my, I think uh, it was for last year, or last year for Christmas. <laughs> I helped my mom make tamales, and uh, and uh, it was the morning, I say I stayed over, and I poured myself a, co- a coffee beer straight away. I didn't say anything. I just started drinking it. My mom's like, you know, uh, the coffee machine hasn't been turned on today. When did, you, when did you make that coffee? And I was like, who said I made it? She's like, is it beer? Is that alcohol? And I was like, uh, do you want to know the answer, mom? Like, do you really want to know? You're going to be know. very disappointed. My mom was like, Jolanda, you're drinking. It's getting out of hand. I said, <laughs> this is for research and development. Okay? That's right. Yo, I'm training my palate. You know, like, mom, I'm not an alcoholic. I do not have to drink just to be drinking. I drink because I just want to. <laughs> yeah. Alcoholics, <laughs> al- alcoholics go to clubs. We don't do that. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, has there been uh, any shows you've been, like, really binging on during, during this stay-at-home time? You know what? Honestly, I can't. You know, okay, so I sat down and finally went to all the Grey's Anatomy. Uh-huh. That was like the only show that I really binge watched. Oh, I see. I, other than that, I am playing music all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really say I binge watch TV shows. See, I used to not be like that, but then I, I'm, and I'm a little late to the party too. But I uh, stumbled upon the magic that is the Great British Baking Show, and it's changed my fucking life forever. One hobby that I have, I will say, I'm blaming this on the pandemic. So, <laughs> cooking with liquor. I have, I have, I have made like the other day. I made some, some key lime tequila pancakes. I don't know if that's a thing. What? Right. What? I don't. What? I don't know if that's what? a thing, but I made it a thing. It's 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 a thing now because I am right. really interested in that. Okay, so. I had this thing. I, I had this thing about always put like I would normally make vanilla bourbon pancakes. Mm. So I was like, "Oh, I haven't had my tequila in a while, so let me see what I can do with that." And I had some key lime juice in the refrigerator, so I kind of made it like a syrup like, and then I added it to my pancake batter. Man, that shit was so good! Oh, it was like sounds fire. Bomb. Yes. Was that your first attempt at making that, or was that it- was my very first attempt? It was just like it's some board. Some board shit, some board type shit. I I did a margarita, um, cupcakes. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I just been cooking with liquor. Oh so my god. I think I may come up with a, a cookbook and call it the Boozy Bitch. Uh, if I want to be the first on the fucking bite, you better sign that shit for me too. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. One of the things that I, because I know you, you do love your liquor. You do love I your. Do, I think is it bourbon? I do. What's yeah. your? Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime I'm on Twitter and I see that you have yourself a drink, I'm like, ooh, she's fixing to talk some shit tonight. <laughs> see what happens? 
I'm, I'm gonna see what's. I'm gonna see what she has to say in a few minutes. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your poison? What's your drink of choice? Like, how do you How do you like your bourbon? Mostly, I, I drink it neat. So you know, we all, I also have a bourbon podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, mo- that's for research and development too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mostly neat, but I will do cocktails. Like, um, and I really need to get back on that for as far as that website go. I used to make cocktails for that were easy to make and cost effective and boozy as shit. Ooh. So, but if I make a cocktail, just I make a, a old fashioned. That's like my my go to, or yeah. it'll be some some concoction I made up in my head. Like, and I usually try to do beer cocktails as well. Ooh, really? See, beer cocktails I've never fucked with too much, but um, has there been one that you kind of like made, like kind of like the the pancakes? You just kind of went, "Oh shit, this is much better than I thought it was going to be." Man, I did. Uh, okay, so Revolution Brewing here, they <laughs> when John comes to us, say, "Okay, Shalon, I, I have some beer for you." John, definition of beer is like packs and packs of beer. Oh my god. So, and I love them. They are such amazing guys. So they gave me some Rosa. I was like, man, what the hell do with all this Rosa? So I started yeah. making beer cocktails out of it. And, and each time it would be something different. But my favorite one of them was the Rosarita. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it was so good. So that sounds, good. yeah, you got to start writing these recipes down so you remember them because. And you know, I, yes. do, I, I do put them on Twitter after I make them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, so we're gonna shift back to uh, to beer a little bit. Something that um, I've loved uh, during this pandemic, and amongst all the chaos with George Floyd and everything going on, is uh, how many uh, black businesses have, especially in beer brewery stuff, have really been stepping up. With Weathered Souls doing the Black is Beautiful uh, initiative, which is I I think is one of the better uh, campaigns out there. Is that something that you kind of took you by surprise, or did you kind of see it coming? Like this is going to be a thing. Well, you know what? I didn't know who was going to step up and create such a movement, but I kind of felt it was going to come. Um, I'm really happy that Marcus took it and made it into the movement that it is. Um, some of the uh, beers that came out of it, you know, he said, "Hey, put your spin on it." Some of them have been really good. Some of them should have just stayed where they were. <laughs> yeah. You should have just made the stout. <laughs> yeah, you should have just made it the way Marcus intended you to make it. Um, and it's like, it, for me, the movement was so dope, but it was also like bittersweet because I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm militant black. I'm blackly black, black all day long. I think I saw that post. <laughs> yeah, especially during Black History Month. But um, <laughs> I guess it's like, I, I have a big problem when, our blackness is used as a, as a trend. So it was like, it was dope that this movement brought forth, you know, some type of, you know, awareness. And there were charities that were donated to or that probably would have never been donated to. But then you have a lot of breweries that stepped up to the forefront and it's like, okay, where's your donation at? Where's your receipts at? Yeah. Like, they're, they're the ones that kind of, they're that influencer that showed up to a protest walks walks in front of them with a nice dress and a fucking Zorro hat. They take the picture and then bolt out. Like, And that's something I noticed a lot. Like, There are some uh, breweries that were saying, oh yeah, we're making the black is beautiful, but then either pocketed the cash or just never said anything. And it it really like 
as someone that, you know, I'm, we're both, I mean, thank you the same way. We're advocates for craft beer and, and the independence of it. We want to support you, but you're making it tough for me to support you when mm-hmm. you're doing these kind of shit, making these shit decisions. Like, you can't step up for a movement like that and then not show the receipt, not show something. Right. Right. It just, like I said, it just, it, that's, it's like an insult when it's like, okay, a smack in the face, you're using us as a trend. And I think my one problem, the one problem that I had, the one very, I don't think founders should have been able to participate. Y'all know, no. y'all know no. founders for life at this point. Yeah. Like they did exactly what I expected them to mm-hmm. pander to black people and then disappear until they do something else. And that's exactly what they did. So it was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think when like founders, when they announced they're going to do, it, I think there was a collective eye roll mm-hmm. within everyone in the street. Like, there goes founders fucking doing founders things. Hey, founders, you on some bullshit? Like, no, just stay where you at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking keep making your fucking KBS. No one gives a shit about it anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am not sorry, founders. Go fuck yourselves. Okay, uh, but like another thing. Um, that I want to talk because one of my best friends, uh, Steve Rogers, he hosts another podcast. Um, I, he and him, and I, I would take him to beer, like beer events, beer festivals, because we, we used to do a show together. And so I would take him, you know, he'd be, he, he's a director, so he would come follow me to beer festivals and we'd be doing stuff. And it was always frustrating because I'd mention, like, oh, dude, you know, we're having a good time. He's like, yeah, but I'm like, the only, I'm the only black guy here. It's only, it's always, it's always him. It's always, and yeah. it's like, it's something I never noticed, and it's like, oh, stupid. You know what? That's how it was when we first started. So, like, when I would go out with my husband, it was like, we were, I used to tell my husband, I was like, you notice know, we're the only two spots here? <laughs> He'll just look at me like, yeah, I know <laughs> and, and it's so funny, because, like, in 2017, when I started ABC, my first initiative was, okay, I want to have more black people who are into beer, because I know it just ain't, it just isn't us. Right. So, 17 to now, when I first started, it was only six black on birds. Now they're over 60. So the community is there. There we're we're growing. So there's a lot of changes that still need to be made. But absolutely. My thing with beer festivals, and this is the I still have a problem with this. And I and I, I have been calling beer festivals out and say, hey, can you, you know, plug us in your social media and this and that? And here's the press kit. And then as soon as I see the press, I'm like, nope, there's no way I'm plugging you guys. Want to know why? Because I was at this beer fest and I knew there were other black people there. Why is this press? Because it's only showing white people. You're not, you're not representing, you know, you know, the true, you know, audience. The community. Because we are, there's so many different people out there that love beer. And it's like, you're doing us a disservice by just showing us like these pretty white folk with their fucking Ray Bans, you know? Right. Like, oh my God. Like, no. Like, I was <laughs> right here at this. I was at, I'm not saying you got to use a picture of me. I'm just saying, but where I know for a fact it was other black people there. And it's like, why I see none of them? Even if you go down the social media road, like, I don't see none of the black people. Like, nah, I'm not, I'm not promoting. I if, if I attend, I'll just pay for my ticket. I'm, I'm fine. Right, right. Um, like, like for me, like one of my favorite things is like, like Teal Hunter, uh, oh, Crowns and Hops. Fucking such a such a great dude. I remember meeting that guy. I'm like, who the, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's fucking fun. And then like you had the shirts. Um, and then when I found about Crowns and Hops, I was like, fuck 
Yes. And not only, you know, not only do they have a great message, they make great fucking beer. They do. They do. I need somebody from L.A. to send me Urban Queen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and HBCU. Come on, Teal. Get that shit out to Chicago. Get your shit oh my God. together. You know what? I can't, I can't, I can't bother Teal right now because Teal and Benny, they are on that hustle. I Man, they are such amazing people. I love them to death. They just do some dope shit. It's like, man, I'm just so happy to see the fact that they are just out there. Yeah. I, I was lucky to nail uh, Teal down for like 30 minutes once in between like him going to places. And it was such a fun interview and really eye-opening because it just really like, it really helps you see just like, like you said, the, the community is there. It's been there. But it's like now with everything going on, now it's being pushed to the forefront, which is like fantastic. And for the right. record, they should put your picture on there because you have the best bro in the business. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going red probably this weekend. <laughs> I'll watch it too, so yeah. <laughs> I love my bro. <laughs> Yeah, when I first thought about doing your intro, I wanted to say, the best bro in the business. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there you go, right there. Mm. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? I mean, the vaccine is starting to come out again. The restaurants are starting to open up. Is there something you're looking forward to in 2020 Part B? <laughs> 2020 Part B. Oh my god! I want to travel. I want to go. I want to get to traveling, but I'm not excited about taking the vaccine yet. I'm just not there. I'm just yeah. not there. I just have um, some hesitations about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking anybody who opts to do it. That hey, you do you. I got to do me. But I would love to travel and just get out of the fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I. Uh... I finally, I kind of, you know, said, well, my, give me shit for this. But, you know, the restaurants had opened. So I kind of, I went to a Korean barbecue because I'm a Korean barbecue fucking addict. Man, and I'm it's been killing me. Place. It's been killing me. And I got to go yesterday and it, it made me so happy. It made me so, so happy. I'm and that's just, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to honestly going to bars and hugging my fucking friends again. You know? Yeah, I can't. I'm looking forward to it. I um, I was actually I don't know if you know Second Shift down in St. Louis. Yeah. So like Libby Crater, I love that little lady. I was actually part of me was tempted like I should just do a surprise visit and just go down there and see her. But it's like I'm just I'm COVID, stupid COVID <laughs> is just blocking everything. It really is. It really was a fucking Debbie Downer. Yeah. It really did. Um. All right, we're going to start winding down here. Before I let you go, why don't you plug your stuff? What What do you got going on? Oh, man, I got a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Bourbon Podcast. Ooh, I got the Bourbon. Okay, okay, so let's kick off that Bourbon Podcast. If you're into bourbon, um, check us out on Neatpour. You know, we drop new episodes on Mondays. Um, social media is The Neatpour, and also the website, thenipour.com. Um, and then, as far as me, Afro Beard Chick, all the social media is drinking and talking shit like I always do. Fish TikToks beer, the podcast, and yeah, just you know, just just follow me. And you know, you may be offended sometimes, but I don't care. <laughs> and you should, folks, do yourself a favor, follow her podcast, follow her on social media. She's one of my favorite follows. Uh, oh. again, thank you so much for jumping on today. Thank you for having me. So I, I hope I get to have you. I hope I get to have you on the show again sometime because oh, definitely. this has been absolutely fun. So we get, definitely have to have a part two, a revisit. 
most definitely. Um, so thank you guys very much for tuning in this week. Make sure to check her out on all our social medias. Uh, subscribe. You're going to love it. Uh, again, Afro Beer Check, you're the shit. Don't forget it. Rock that fro. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Perfect. That was awesome. Ah, Woo! Yes. Uh-oh, you froze, honey. Did I lose you? And that about wraps it up. I'd like to thank my guest, Afro Beer Chick, for jumping on the podcast with me this week. It was so much fun. Um, make sure to hit up all your local breweries. Go to hoppedla.com for news and, uh, you know, hopefully some more hot box releases. Uh, all the local, uh, there's a beer release radar. So much good stuff on hoppedla.com. Check it out. Uh, make sure to give us a five-star review. Subscribe to the podcast so you never, ever miss an episode. And uh, until next week, my friends, cheers.